0: My name is Thomas Profit. I'm a filmmaker based outside Philadelphia, PA, and I'm looking to create a life for myself, writing and directing films. On this podcast, I give my take on things, as well as interview friends, filmmakers, and interesting folks about just about anything. You can find the full podcast catalog at profitableproductions.com/backslash/podcast. Profitable is spelled like my name with two f's, two t's. You can also find clips from my episodes there, as well as my films. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Tom profit. Do do you have any questions or or do you have any questions for me? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What's up? But
1: they're, they're kind of like off the wall and random, but what is, I got two different questions, but they all ask the same thing. Um, so, so before you answer, I'll give you the, the, the two of them. The first question is, what is your favorite actor of today? And also I want to know what's like our favorite actor of like the golden age or, or whatever. But from like from a time long ago,
0: it's a good question. Um,
1: oh, and, and it could be a couple of, I'm just, I'm just curious today. Yeah. <laughs> or if there's not, that's fine too. Um, well it would have been Kevin Spacey,
0: but he, yeah, you know, not after yeah. what happened. Yeah. Jeez, man. Uh, uh, Ah man, I don't know. Um Well, the, well, hmm. it was there
1: was there a a certain work of Kevin Spacey's that you liked?
0: House of Cards, man. Dude. Okay. I, I love that. Um And you know what? I don't know, maybe 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 Brad Pitt um okay. or or uh Matthew McConaughey or you know what? I'm trying to think who somebody I thought about who I was like, "Oh, I'd like to work with them." Um, but I, I know, um, yeah, it's hard. Um, I mean, like, like of years past, uh, like maybe, I mean, can I say De Niro? It's not golden age, but like De Niro, like, I feel like I understand his process. I love his process or, or Marlon Brando. Okay. or Dustin Hoffman. Um, Dustin Hoffman, like I took his master class, and that's like become the bedrock of um, of like how I think of acting. At times, I mean, it doesn't always work, um, or it, or it's it, it's it's kind of a stay of execution thing where you're basically you know you you, you know I like his his way of putting it is um and he, he 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 drew the he drew this to like Marlon Brando. I don't even know if I'd want to work with Marlon Brando. He seemed like trouble, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um. De Niro definitely of years past um because you know or or, or De Niro or Marlon Brando or Dustin Hoffman it was their approach was to go was to do the scene as themselves kind of yeah um Marlon Brando what he would do is when the camera started rolling and I've said this a million times on the podcast um so apologies to the audience um basically like he would be talking to the lighting per like there's a a story where he was talking to the lighting person and then they started rolling and they said we're rolling brando we got to like let's start the scene and he kept talking to the lighting person and then they finally got him to like go into the scene but there was no disconnection between him talk how he talked to that lighting person versus how he talked to the person in the scene okay he talked to the person in the scene kind of like Now, of course, you know, there's situations in the story that call for you to act like to to respond a certain way. But the idea is that he was rooted in himself in reality. He wasn't ignoring the fact that there's cameras like like we're we're, we're acknowledging the cameras here. Now, we're not like if we were in a scene right together, we're not going to be verbally acknowledged or look at the cameras. But we're going to we're going to not deny that they're there. Yes. We're going to. And and I'm gonna like I'll, I'll cast based on this too, I'll 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 look for people who I'm like, if they could talk the way they are normally, and still sound convincing as the character in yeah. in most scenes or all scenes, that's that's perfect casting right there, man. Yeah. And and you know you know could that lead to typecasting? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, but I think. You know, I I when I look at somebody or listen to them talk, I have such a deep understanding of my character. I pierce into their, I try to pierce into their soul and, okay. and observe who they are as a person. I'm not conscious of it, yeah, but I I inst my instincts tell me something about this person's personality just from hearing them talk, just from seeing them, or uh-huh. just from hearing them talk because like you notice the tone in their voice could I see them saying those lines convincingly? Yeah. Like, and I, I think I find that there's a, like a, 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 a lot of the character, the actor, a lot of the actors I cast for my characters, they could play a lot of characters in my films because really they're very similar to me. I cast them because they're, they're somebody who I relate to. Yeah. And if they relate to me, usually they can relate to most of my characters because I relate to all my characters. Mm-hmm. they came from me. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's kind of like you're finding this, uh, this family of people who get along with you. Um, but you know, do I like what my favorite actor, um, De De Niro probably of past years. Um, I'd love to work with him. He seems like, and, and like it's a, but the thing is he does it like, like, like what, way De Niro does it was he, he would, uh, just do the, the scene through. And when, um, Dustin Hoffman was working with him, uh, what he would do is just say it through the thing and then do it again and just do it again and it was just going kind to of go through it and he, mm-hmm. and he, and if you forgot the line he'd be a like, line and just say it like normally like like not even put anything into it just but what would happen was over time the the character would grow out of who he was mm-hmm. when i started the podcast i had to do the podcast to figure out what it was going to become right kind of like my acting process when I do, when I memorize my lines, I start to memorize it, and I start to, I start to rationalize what the story is about, or what mm-hmm. the character's saying, what the meaning is, as I'm going through. I, I, I start to rationalize what, I, why I'm saying what, and it's instinctive, right? But it comes from doing it. Right. You do, you do the scene. You say the, you go through the scene, and and if you're on camera, you, the way De Niro would do it, he, he, it gets rolling on its own. Is what he would uh, Dustin Hoffman would say. You'd you'd notice slight differences in each Mm -hmm. take. He's not putting he's not doing it intentionally. It's instinct. Instincts are coming out of it, based on how the scene works, and what would happen would be is you'd have this this you'd you'd also have a role that's very consistent throughout the movie. You know, because or throughout the shooting, and and you you could be shooting like scene one and then scene ninety nine or scene. 33 next, next and and it's like like it can be completely out of order but if you if you play it rooted in yourself you're more likely to be consistent plus one of the things Dustin Hoffman found was when he found like in theater you find the character so 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 to say like after so many like rehearsals and after so many performances well in film if you find that character while filming mm. the director's going to be like what are you doing you were you need to go back to what you were doing last week, right? You know, I don't care if you found the character, right? That's not what we have on camera, so right. it's not going to match. Yeah, go back to being shit. Yeah. Now, the solution to that is do it as if you're yourself, as you you know you know rooted in who you are and how you you know sound naturally and kind of let it grow out of that. And what happens is it is shit, or it seems like shit, and that's why those kind of actors don't get cast. Duvall is kind of the same. They would never, they would never get cast at first because the audition process doesn't allow for that. The audition process, you need a performance the the very moment you step in there. Mm-hmm. And those actors who give the performance aren't like Dustin Hoffman. They're not like Robert De Niro or Marlon Brando or any any of these actors who do this process that way. They start with nothing. They just start with a blank canvas where they're just giving a you know going through the. Go, just going through it and letting it happen on on its own through take after take after take. That that works in film. It doesn't work in theater.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I don't think. Um, right. But that that's what they do, and that's kind of I kind of approach my films w- or how I direct actors and what I expect from them that way. I mean, they don't have to, but you know, I I encourage it because it's like, you know, you're you're able to be yourself, your vulnerable self, by just, you know, you're not. By not trying to be, it, it sounds kind of weird. By not, by not forcing anything, you mm-hmm. know. And I find, yeah, like like with, uh, I mean, I think that's that's probably it that might be the issue with, with theater. Wait, uh, wait, you hear what people talk about theater actors and film? It doesn't, you know, carry over. Yeah. I think the other thing is it's like it's on a stage and you have to project. Yeah, and the, film is about being subtle. And yes. this process of not putting too much into it works for film because it's like we're we're observing the little nuances of your face mm-hmm. on a close-up or we're, we're very close to the action and we are seeing on often big screens or not much so much today but um really intimate very fine detailed drama carry like like going at, like 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 um being you know happening with those characters that actors and and a gr- and and honestly i did that with feeding the fire first time i've ever acted in anything mm. people said i was a great actor i was like no i'm not right. i just did what dustin hoffman said to right do. i just i basically just was myself i didn't i didn't act i didn't act i was my i was myself mm-hmm. i think you do you feel like you've been i, I i'm sorry that was a huge tangent yeah but do you feel like that's something that works for you like like do you ever find that because you know you wrote the the script you know there's little nuances to it that are specifically you and i think that's why people sh- if they're being typecast right and direct because that's how you- people will see the nuances in who you are as a person because you're playing yourself right you know, or not yourself but you're playing a version of yourself a hypothetical version of yourself yeah if they were this character in this situation
1: yeah i think i think uh with me uh, the the benefits of 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 being in a film that I've written and directed is not only am I writing, uh, as I'm writing it, I sort of know the character that I'm going to be playing ahead of time. And, uh, and so I sort of already, uh, so the beauty of that is I sort of already am going into it already knowing my sort of limitations as an actor, but at the same time, uh, so working with that, but at the same time, uh, uh, trying to, uh, 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 widen my range, give me something challenging that, uh, that, I know I, I, that I want to do, which is why I'm always trying to do something different each, each time I, I I make a movie. Like there's this one movie that I haven't really written yet, but there's one movie where I want to, for one scene, I want to speak another language. Do I know another language? No, mm-hmm. but there's one, there's one uh, concept that I have where in one scene, I want my character to speak another language. language. Um, so it, it, it gives me the, the, the uh, being in, I love being in control. In this process. What I've what I've found, what I've loved about being on this side of the camera is I love being the guy making the decisions now. I feel like I probably was suppressed for so long as an actor following what the director told me to do. And sometimes it's a collaborative thing, and sometimes it wasn't. Um, and and I feel like being suppressed for so long of like listening and listening and doing what the director tells me to do, and now I'm in the position where I can make my own choices on set. Um uh I find that extremely exciting and, and it allows me a, a, a better creative, uh, uh, opportunities.
0: Yeah. What, um, how do you feel you've, you've evolved as a person or in what you do?
1: Hmm. I think, okay. I think if I wasn't doing theater has theater itself has changed me that was what that's what i first did before i got into film it changed me as a whole person Mm -hmm. uh before i was in theater i was i i feel i feel like um i was a a a very i'm still sort of shy but i was the kind of kid i was 15 years old i was afraid to uh when i go to a restaurant tell the server my order like I was yeah. just afraid to talk. I was always like, you know, you know. I I I remember that being 13, 14 and going to uh like uh, uh like Burger King or McDonald's and like insane my order. Um, and I, and I feel like uh, what what theater has uh, has done for me is it is it, it's, it's made me more confident as 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 a person. Uh, doing any of this stuff has made me more confident. It's made me believe in myself more. I have a better uh, hold of, of who I am now. Than i was then i was a completely different person and so i so i wonder because you ask you know how this has changed me or whatnot i just wonder how that person would be today if yeah. he wasn't involved in any of that i really feel like my my personality has really changed and 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 and, and blossomed because of
0: that i feel like I, ex- I experienced a very similar thing for me um every step of the way for filmmaking but especially back in high school I used to be this very timid guy, just like, like you said, very shy. Um, like, like when I started video production class, I, you know, my, I, we did a sell about me video and I was so f- like, like, I, like you could tell I was acting like I wasn't in front of the camera. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't want to be there. Yeah. But uh, you know, and uh, and I was just trying to say whatever I could to be not noticed by the class. But of course, when you do that, you appear very awkward and everybody notices it yeah and what i've found and, and for through f- making films i think the process of doing it and working with people and and having it forced me to get out there like i had to like to cast my films back in high school i had to literally go lunch table to lunch table to look at people i'm like that person might might be able to act mm-hmm. like like i didn't think to go like all right i, I couldn't really go to the theater or I didn't think to go to the theater club or whatever, <laughs> but I just was like, Hey, do you want to act in my movie? I don't, right. you don't like, you don't know who am I? am Thomas prophet. Do you, do you want to act in my movie? I'm like, and it just, it doing that kind of got me out of my shell. Um, and then it also turned me into a dick a little bit <laughs> that mm. period, because I was mm. like very forceful about like what I wanted or like, I was very like particular. Yes. Um, and, uh, especially if I, when I stopped meditating for a period of time after I started, like, like it, I turned into a bit of a dick. Um, mm-hmm. cause, uh, like uh you know I had the the confidence and ego of somebody who what who had meditated or like or the the you know the broad mindedness but you know then the ego set in or something uh uh you know it, one thing with meditation is it it be beca- be 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 conscious or be weary of wisdom you have not earned mm. and that can happen when you get into like either you know meditation or or like like hallucinogenic drugs or whatever. Um but that that's another thing um yeah. uh, basically not that i've thought, not that i gotten like many hallucinations, <laughs> sure <laughs> but <laughs> I realize how that sounds <laughs> right um but um you know basically <sighs> i I experienced that and like like I knew that that I know I always know that that's what's happening when I'm making movies because I do find like that's why I asked this question, how do you feel you've evolved as a person because mm. when we do these things, we evolve yeah it, it evolves us and that's what i love about movies i'm like i have to make movies i have to make movies in my life because there's so many things that come from it that improve me as mm-hmm. a person um that help me it helps me improve flaws about me mm-hmm. that you know i can work on yeah it helped like feeding the fire was the first time i was driving around places looking for locations um and you know getting over the the Fear of talking to these like business owners I've never met, being like, "Hey, can I shoot something here or like, make a film here?" Keyword is don't say, "Oh, can I shoot something? Like, can I film something here?" Just right, in this right. day and age, but yes, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, hey, hey, police officer, we're shooting planes. Uh yeah. my, <laughs> Last John, the little deep, the director yep. on the last film, we were at an airport filming <laughs> these planes flying. Lifting off and, and getting that in the background, and the police came up because we find out it was because we parked wrong. But he's like, "Hey, yeah. officer, we're shooting planes." <laughs> no, don't say that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. no, he's like, "Oh, okay, fine." And he just right. like tur- uh, move your car. <laughs> he just right. drove off. you right. knew what we were talking yeah. about. But the camera wasn't in view when he said that. Okay. I'm like, "Don't say that." Yeah, uh, no, it's funny though. Um, but right. nothing happened. Nothing happened. But right. it was just. Uh, but now, uh, you know, like you you. In the process of that or in the process of writing, like I mentioned earlier, like when you write, you're looking, you're, you're scrutinizing your own thought process. You know, you're, you're you're looking at your ideas from yesterday and being like, this is total shit and you're f- fixing it. And then this is total shit again, but less shitty. Right. Fixing it until it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, all right, I, I like that. I can't think of a better way of, of fixing it. Sure. And that that improves the kind of ideas I think you have. Um Yeah. I mean that's the way I look at it yeah. um uh, I mean did you have any others about that question
1: no, no no
0: um how do you how do you try to be more positive or view life through like a growth mindset or how does one live a more fulfilling life either question that's that's, that's two mm, questions How does one live a more fulfilling life you know, um, it's up to you if you want to answer that no
1: i, I do uh, uh i mean it's kind
0: of like the bliss question.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like what fulfills you is what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in order to live a more fulfilling life, is to chase after or or what makes you happy, or associates associate yourself with 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 the people or with the situations that 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 bring the best out of you. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, that's. I don't know what else to what else to yeah. say about that. I don't
0: Yeah. yeah well, quick tangent. Yes. Back on the last question, how do you feel like you've evolved? Yeah. Doing this podcast, yes. I've gotten better at talking to people. Okay. And asking questions, especially. Like years before I went to this World War II weekend thing where you know I got to talk to veterans. I didn't know what to talk about though with them. I just let them talk mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to say. Okay. It was canceled in 2019, but I came back this year because well, and, and the reason I went to begin with was for research for my World War II film. Yes. But this year, I came back and I just, I had questions for them. What's your favorite memory from your service in World mm-hmm. War II? I just had constant questions for these people and these, these veterans. And, and and it's like, I didn't know where it was coming from. But I was like, oh, that's right. I do a podcast now. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, because I come up with these. I try to come up with these questions now. Like, uh, and. Uh, and i didn't have any questions ahead in front of me but now i do that and it actually improved the podcast i think um but you know like i there was a there was a guy i the first year went, year there was people behind me giving me shit for taking so long listening to these veteran veterans and not giving them a turn to come sit like stand with next to them and listen yeah. or just get their signature right. i this year there were people behind me being like no you keep asking questions you, you got i'm like oh really like okay okay that was a complete different thing. I was yeah. like, "Whoa!" And it's all because I I spent f- like a few like I've f- I've done a I mean I've done this is probably the eleventh podcast, and now like each one has been like two three or so hours and mm-hmm. and it's like that 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 that's kind of built up in terms of practice. When whenever you've done at least five of something for some reason, you kind of get start to get better and you start to figure it out and you 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 tend to continue doing whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and That's like I, I I knew starting the podcast. Do five and then decide if you want to continue or not. Yeah. Um, do five comedy sketches. Figure out if you want to continue. Do five mm. films and figure out if you want to continue making films or do mm. five something that you that you enjoy. Yeah. And then see if it continues. But now we just did an me and my friend asked one of the co- veterans and in the, in the co- uh, and his wife we met at the 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 uh, event the air show we had a, such a, we got all, we hit it off so well with them. Mm-hmm. We asked them, would you like to do a, a filmed interview? We did the film and filmed interview. Yeah. I got to ask them all the kind of questions I wanted to. And it, it was like, I've always wanted to do that, but I've always been intimidated to do that. Mm-hmm. But because I do the podcast, I was like, oh, I could do this. I got the confidence now. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's another, that's, that's a bit of a tangent about right. that. But you know, um, what, so what's the hardest thing you've ever done or the thing you're most proud of ooh <laughs> ooh wow it's
1: not that it's, it's just, I'm trying to like okay
0: wow for me it might be Rusty Spade or the 400 page manuscript I did the
1: hardest thing I've ever done Only oh, because there's just such a like a lot to consider yeah. um the hardest thing I've ever done Ooh. uh it's like i don't want to say something and then it'd be like wait i got something better Just say multiple uh, things like
0: uh, you like, know if that helps hardest
1: thing i've ever done
0: um a moment where you uh like oh, wow. you were going through the day and you remember being like oh shit oh okay this okay. is really well, fucking I know, hard i know i hmm. maybe that was you know, so you some... all right
1: uh this this wasn't necessarily hard, but this 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 was. I remember uh, shooting a uh, a movie, uh, uh independent local movie called Delaware Shore, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, now on, on Amazon Prime, I believe. Um, and it's, uh, and it was, it wasn't hard for me, but I had a lot of worries about that, that production and, and I, and me and that director had great communication. So I, 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 so I laid this out in front of him before we, before production started as production started, whatnot. And, um, it was one of those, it was one of those films where, uh, the director had approached me to, to play, uh, play a character. The character was gay and, and. Uh, uh, and so he told me his it was it was a supporting character, and he told me that his his, his idea for it. And I had a lot of concerns regarding regarding um, because I right before this production had happened, I had heard whispers of other productions where the director would a, would accommodate the actors playing gay roles um, because the 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 actors weren't comfortable. And so uh, I, I remember uh, having discussions with this director and, and reading the script and and there was w- there was one scene where where uh, my character and this other actor they kiss and I want and my fear was because I had not spoken to this other actor yet. my fear was hearing these whispers from these other productions that that, that this 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 uh, actor was was going to commit to it like that he'd say yes, but when the day comes, he's gonna like you know get cold feet or whatever and not do it. Mm -hmm. And so, and so, and I'm all about like, like, let's commit to the script. Let's tell the story the way it needs to be told and and the way it's written. And so I remember um, that being, that sort of being challenging. So I was just speaking to the director ahead of time being like, listen, you know, uh, you know, if I'm joining this project, I'm joining this project for a reason to, to serve this story and, and, and and whatnot. And I don't, and I have seen films uh, uh, where like a character Is of the LGBTQ whatever, and 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 like, there's one film. It's it's like this, like indie film, uh, uh, like a high budget, probably ten thousand, whatever, like indie film. It was like on Amazon Prime or something. And I remember this, 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 this love story between these two dudes. And I remember watching it, and and as I'm watching it, like those dudes never embrace, and it just it just didn't make any sense to me. Like Mm -hmm. like like how like it just didn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. like like you know not even a hug it was just it was so freaking weird they eventually did right near the end but it was so weird and so uh what i don't want to do is try to is try to be part of a story where one of the storylines is 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 these two people falling in love and you're not even yeah like you're you're kind of cheating the audience of, of or or, or or you're cheating a community. It's
0: not authentic.
1: And so I was really, I was very worried that 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 when the day came, that 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 uh, that the actor was gonna um, back out or you know get cold feet or whatnot. And 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 thankfully that did not happen. We were able we were able to do the scene uh, like like effectively and like and and, and it, it I think it worked. I watched the scene once because I can't stand watching myself, but like I, th- <laughs> I think it worked. But like. Uh, but I, but I remember that was uh, the first time that I really uh, didn't care if I did not have a producing role or, or whatever. I was just an actor. But I, I, that was the first time where I actually stepped up and I said, listen, you want me on this project? You know, this we need to talk about this. I want, I'm want. i stepping on this because I want our goal to be this. And I want this scene to to stay because I really thought that steam scene was going to be cut or something or their changes were going to be made because people may have gotten cold feet. And they didn't. And it was and it was and it was fine. But I remember that that comes to mind where it wasn't necessarily hard to do, um, but it was it was it was uh I don't know. It was it was I had to really um proceed with caution with with that.
0: It made you nervous or you, like it was or it was, it was kind of stressing you out, wondering whether it's gonna go well, right? Yeah. There's a lot I, of uncertainty.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, there's a lot of uncertainty and the in and, and, and that, and 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 the, what happens in this scene is our two characters kind of walk walking down the sort of sort of sidewalk it's, it's it's at night and uh walking down the sidewalk and uh my character is, is trying to get this guy out of his shell yeah um and uh and so and then so I I go in and I kiss the dude and then the guy kind of freaks out um and uh but Uh, But on the day that we on the day that we did it, it was super cold outside. It was it was supposed to make a summery film. Oh no! It was super cold outside. Um, It was, uh, and so we we ended up getting away with wearing these light these light kind of um, hoodies. Um, It was like light material, but uh, it was like so. It was just uh, so when the day came and went for it, it went great because all I kept thinking about was how freaking cold I was. I was so cold, so I didn't have to worry about nothing. We did the scene and um and nothing uh and but um that was challenging in itself we're dealing with the elements it was cold we there there was grips nearby of like blankets for us um when, when the scene was over but that that was um that was that potentially had some worrisome in it
0: so um what's your most meaningful failure or your favorite failure you want to go if if you don't want to go into that you don't have to no i do
1: i just i just, wanna, <laughs> I just gotta i gotta think about that because <sighs> hmm. oh i'm like i i gotta i'm trying to like go through all the archives of like of like failure uh, failure 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 yeah your. yeah
0: like <laughs> I mean, my mind is obvious. Rusty Spade, probably just in terms of the the battery. To all, all the, all the right. things that I learned um, from it. Uh, I think what's the thing that that what is the thing you feel like you've learned the most from? Because usually that's the biggest failure the thing you've learned the most. from. I think, you know, there, the one film, this one film that I made
1: that I look back on and I just don't feel like I feel like we could have made it better. And it was a film I made called Conciliate, and and I asked and I asked myself, well, you know, why why don't I like it, or what what is it about that film that really that really feels like you know why, why do I feel some type of way about it? And that the making of the film was just a clusterfuck of just shit. I was sick in the middle of, of filming. I was sick. Um, so uh, so I speak in like different octaves throughout the entire film. Number one. <laughs> Uh, number two because i was sick i don't think i was in the right state and i was directing the piece as well i don't think i was in the right state of mind to 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 uh, direct it at times i think um and the, and and i could and there was no way because someone watching this could be like kevin why don't you postpone the production well i couldn't i had this house for one week and you know i there's logistic reasons why the production cannot be postponed um but uh uh you know i was sick during it i was directing it i was uh uh, it was just i watch it now and and i feel like there were some there were some shots and that i feel like we could, we we could have i think reshot certain scenes better and chris was on that was on that was on that film and i don't and i don't think it's chris's fault i think it's i think i should have um i should have approached that scene differently with my own ideas and i just i don't know it's not so I look at that film the film and the film's okay uh but uh I think, and it was a sequel to to closure so it's it's it's, it's it was it was it was piggybacking off of a, a a foundation that was already established, but I just feel like i don't know there i don't know there there's some 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 great scenes came out of it, but yeah. it just it's just, I just like
0: was it was there anything about the writing that you felt or was it just the execution
1: hmm, I think it's execution, yeah. I That's think what execution.
0: like rusty Spade. i feel like i figured out the writing but i just feel like 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 it was one of those things where you like you did your best and you know it you, you if you know if you went back you would have did everything you did over again yeah knowing what you knew then um yeah. knowing what i know now i would have done things differently i would have given myself a bigger l- runway right um to fail um I, a lot of things i would have storyboarded i might this point i if i were to go back and redo it i'd rewrite it right um but i just or I'd not even do it at all (laughs) i'd come up with a better idea or something i don't know i I might go back to it but it's like uh it's like it's uh you you do the best you can with planning and prepping uh prepping um but you basically figure out when shit hits the fan whether that preparation was right or not Mm -hmm. um and i think uh Like I've created all these rules for myself now for things I got to do next for the next film, um, and things that I use to prepare. Um, But I think like like this comedy sketch I did was it was about um, this. um, We did a comedy sketch. I might actually unlist it, like like not delete it, but like unlist it for a little while to think of if I want to keep it up. It was basically about um, it was the last comedy sketch we did, not the one we just shot. We're I'm editing right now. Um, but it was this one about us on a podcast, me and my, me and my friend Darlene and David. And we basically were, um, it was called podcast guests. Can't get a word in edge uh, with, with sponsor ads. Mm-hmm. Basically Darlene was over there. She has this pressing issue, an important issue. That's real. Like, and I picked a random issue. I was like, Oh bees. That's an important issue. Cause I remember Kevin colleagues came on the podcast and talked about bees. like, he did it, wrote a book, a uh, children's book and a screenplay about like bees and I, I loved it i loved it i think it's very relevant and I, I do care about the bee issue It's like but i was like what would be the most dick <laughs> thing for this character to be like interrupting her for and it's bees she's there to talk about the bees she's been studying it all the all her life and she's like i know what we can do to solve the problem i know mm-hmm. i have the solution and every time she's like getting to it it's like i'm asking her like a really dumb question about it but then I keep coming up with sponsor ads that are s- ridiculous in and of themselves like like Baxter's wax the world's like 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 get like get you know you are you tired of running out of wax like you wax to your door every every like month or something and so ridiculous things uh the knock me out couch like it's a it's a fridge it's a toaster a toilet, a toilet. <laughs> like all yes. these sh- just I I think just overall it wasn't as uh, execution probably writing as well wasn't as good it mm. it just I think i i knew somebody who was like was a friend of mine at one point who you know was like a a veterinarian Mm -hmm. immediately unfollowed me and and locked me after that Mm. i i was like oh i didn't see that coming Mm. (laughs) i was like okay Mm. um i i just and also it didn't do it performed terribly on social media and facebook i'm wondering if, if it's because they have like ai or something two that like pick up on oh is this something like like i wonder if it got categorized as something it wasn't yeah, yeah. um by the ai right i don't know i uh, but i've heard about that that, yes. that there there are like mm-hmm. things that systems in place where they listen to the content of what's talked about and it got ta- it got categorized as something that it needed to, to suppress i don't know mm-hmm. I, it probably just sucked <laughs> yes i mean i'm like i watch it now and i'm like this kind of sucks right i don't know like and i also i we not only that on top of all that because we were rushing it if i were to go back i'd probably have her i wouldn't have darlene do it i would have had a guy because basically it's two dudes on a podcast Mm -hmm. you know bullying this woman yeah and i'm like no why you know i'm like right why didn't i see that coming right and i'm like yeah that wouldn't fly like, really? like, like that, does, that doesn't that doesn't it just came off as mean spirited and yeah. but but my friends who know me, who mm. know it's a joke, who get it. Yeah. It was gold to them. Right. They loved it. Yes. But then in retrospect, though, like like me and David and, and Darlene from making it, we're like, yeah, we kind of did like we didn't think about it at the time. And plus the lighting, like I didn't figure out the lighting fully, all sorts of shit that I was yeah. like, I'm hoping that the next one I did with Kevin McCauley, it's, a, it's called Noncommittal Cop. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm trying to decide whether it's non-committal cop or non-committal cop throws away his badge okay it's, it was originally he throws away his badge non-committal cop throws away his badge because basically he does that and then realizes oh shit he has to go find it <laughs> and then a fisherman finds it and he's got yeah. like at this cat and mouse game going throughout it yeah. and it's full of like punchlines but I'm hoping that that's much better if All it's right. not it might be that my sketches are starting to suck yeah I don't know or I'm, or I'm blacklisted on social media because oh, <laughs> I, because right. I dissed bees and that. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then i also, oh, not, not to mention that I totally dissed, um, like peer reviewed research because uh, I brought up the fact that, oh, didn't peer reviewed research, uh, mineconf? They did. They did. They somebody, oh. somebody did that. Okay. They, they basically changed the words on Mein Kampf to be like something that was woke okay. and, and it worked. It got through the system. I mean oh. that, I, that was a that was a fact yeah. but I think that probably got me blacklisted because it made me seem like uh some uh I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh like some kind of person spreading fake news. But right. it did, it did technically happen, but yeah. I realized it, everything about the sketch just came off as not something I want to do in the future. Yeah. But I learned from that. Right. I learned from doing it not to do those things. Yeah. So,
1: so. there was also moments in that when I was filming Conciliate where where because I was sick. What uh, I had, I had to really reserve my energy for things that like you know picking your battles. And I I remember letting actors just getting away with shit like where like if if I was in full health at that point I would have like you know said no I don't want you doing that way I want you to do it this way. But like it was just like it was such a difficult time that that's another thing I remember just letting actors getting allowing actors to get away with stuff that at the time. I would have like said no, 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 we're gonna do it this way, and and they were they would have listened to me, but I just allowed it to happen because I was just in such a shitty yeah. Mood what, what kind of and, things were they doing? Well, like you know, the, uh, uh, there was there was one scene. Uh, I mean, I will just say even if he watches it, I don't care. Uh, there was there was there was there was <laughs> one, you
0: there, there was one you scene
1: where 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 um where and I actually saved it in the, in the edit. I saved my kind of version of it in in the edit, but um but uh, on set uh, there was a scene where me and Eric were arguing. In this um, kind of like bed and breakfast. Uh,
0: oh, was it Eric.
1: <laughs> it was Eric, but, but but it wasn't it wasn't sorry sorry it,
0: sorry, it was up. just
1: like an acting an acting choice. And okay. There was there was there was one thing where his character finds um uh, a lot of like a like a wad of money in my back pocket, um and and so he finds it and and, and he's playing around playing around with it. That all was fine, but there was one there was one moment where he uh, at the end of the scene, he decides Eric decides not in the script. He
0: decides to throw
1: the money down. And uh, and I just I just like
0: you know, it. it it's one of those things that on set. It feels right. But if you know the full vision, it doesn't feel right.
1: And so it, it was, and I never want, and I hated it from the get-go. Yeah. As, it's, as, as it's unfolding, I'm hating it. But I don't have the energy at that point to even like, you know, I'm, I'm, so I'm thinking to myself as my brain's going. How do you kindly say? I'm, for, well, you know. I'm thinking like, you know, is this is this worth it? Do I say something? or I just, I just let it go. Look, cause I'm not really feeling that well. And I just want to get this scene over with. And I got to reserve my energy because I'm on camera right now, whatever. And so I really, I was going through a lot and, and weighing my options of like, you know, is this worth it? And and so I I, I let it go. But Fast forward to when it comes down comes down to editing that scene, the way uh, sort of coincidentally the way I had picked the shots for that moment, you actually do not see him throw this money down. That's yeah, you actually don't good. see it, and so um and and I think uh, so my initial vision kind of came back out in, in in the edit of it, and hmm. and you know and if I if I would have told him don't do that, he would have not done it. I'd, but I just did not yeah. even I just did not tell I just did not have the energy to even. Even I, I just I just didn't, and that's and that's probably and that's awful for for a, a a a director to allow something for that to happen that they know on the spot they don't want happening. But it's just at that moment I was I was uh, I was I think what I had was a really bad bad
0: sinus infection. And it was just I was just dealing with a lot, and it was just like whatever. It's it's kind of like doing a one take. And DPing at the same time, which is what I did with Rusty Spade, and and so when I'm so focused on what I'm doing, everybody else is focused on. It. And during the one take, so you you notice some an actor is doing something you don't like, mm-hmm. but you forget about it each take. Yes, you often like I, I, occasionally I remember what I wanted to give them, but it's like it, it's like twelve to twenty minutes between like shooting between that shooting it again, and I forget it like what I was going to tell them I, like the and especially when you're shooting it too, like you just you, you can't. Think of it, and you can't say it to them in the moment because yeah. it's like it's a one take, you can't then you, it's cut, you have mm-hmm. to restart. But yeah, um, so w- also, what, um, oh, there was a question I was gonna ask, um, it was what you you mentioned, you know, you hate watching yourself, yes, in editing. I, 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 yes. or you w- hate watching yourself, I, I know what that's like. I yes. feel like through editing, though, I've gotten to the point where I'm like. I can watch myself. Yeah. I actually I actually yeah, I actually enjoy watching myself right. now. It's it's Right, I'm 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 neutral to it. Yeah,
1: it's not it's not as bad when I'm in control in the editing room and I'm seeing the takes and 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 even then I I try to when I'm if I'm editing a scene that I'm in, I try to put vanity aside and be like okay, it's cuz like like you know, like mm-hmm. maybe I don't look that quite great in that shot, but does that but you know, but I try to Always edit it according to does it serve the story. I always try to do that, but it's, sometimes it's hard when it's your own ego and your own vanity that gets in the way, and you're in the shot and you try and want to make yourself look as great mm-hmm. as possible. But I also try to also consider, you know, uh, I, I'm does this serve the story? Does does this shot? Does this angle serve serve the script? Maybe I look, you know, maybe I deliver the line better in this one take, but the other take is 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 more dramatic and it's more and it, it serves the reaction of the previous shot yeah um so um but I, I i do realize that when i when i'm editing uh the, the film that i i'm in I, it's it's easier for me to watch myself it still gets hard when i have to premiere it in front of like people and i'm like ah
0: also uh, when you sorry i cut you off what no was, no yeah.
1: that's, that's pretty much when
0: it. um you do you find that you, you you mentioned you like to do like one takes a lot like or as much I, as you can i try to yeah do you also like it and this is for me. This is true for me. Do you like it also because they're more consistent? Because like if you cut to different sh- like coverage of different things, um, I found with feeding the fire, I learned that I wanted to do. I th- that's where I got the idea of doing a one take for Rusty Spade because I was like, I really enjoy jo- enjoy enjoy like picking one take for the entire scene, like a master shot and mm-hmm. letting it play out. Like I I probably let it. I probably did that more than I should have. I've yes. heard. Um, for from, from feeding the fire. Some people were like, why don't you cut the coverage? We've got some amazing coverage for this stuff and stuff. I'm like, but the master has everything I want. And it and it gives the audience the opportunity to pick what they're looking at. Now yes. granted, um, I used to do the podcast with one camera, but the thing is, you can only get you're getting a a, a subpar angle of each person's face from a wide mm-hmm. shot, wide two shot, um, unless we're facing the camera, which would be unnatural. Yeah. Um, with this it's it's this it's a split screen. I'm, I do, um, but it's like we're getting a front on shot, which is more personal. And yeah. so, but it's and that's why. But it's also why with sketches I did two two camera take two setup. Um, but I find you know if the you you want to cut to things that match the life, yeah, the performance and the life of the of the perfi- the previous shot.
1: Yes, there's something there is something really really fun about watching. Uh, a film that has like a uh, a uh, a single long take uh that i absolutely love um i just love it and 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 i just really love it and and, and i think that and i think that has to do with my theater background but like it's just it's just something i love watching a movie where like, you know where i realize that this that 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 the camera has not cut and this yeah. this scene's still going and um i just love it because it just it just uh, especially if, if the if the scene is full of energy, or or, or if the characters aren't given the energy, then the camera is given the energy, and it's uh I just there's something really
0: really it's putting emphasis great about it. I it's just building intensity when, you, when and, you linger on something.
1: And I realized that actually my last three films I didn't was not able to to put a scene in there that had one take one one long take in there. I just realized that. Um, hmm. So, I, I, but this this other film that I'm slowly writing for will 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 incorporate that more. But um, but there's something I or it's it's always something that I think a lot of non filmmakers don't catch because I'm always find myself in 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 you know the room watching watching a movie and like my sister would be over here and I'd be like, hey, hey, do you know that camera's still rolling? They haven't cut to any other like face. And she will be like, what? Okay.
0: Yeah, like they, and like then they, they sometimes don't, they don't notice they don't, the
1: cuts. They don't, they don't notice yeah. it. And uh, I'm like, no, they, they've been on this person for like two minutes and the camera has not cut or nothing. The camera turns, but it doesn't cut. And uh, and so, but like, I just love it. I think there's just something really, really magical about it. It's just, um, it's, it's for every actor to hit their marks, for the camera to hit their marks. It's just something that I always think is super great. And I
0: just, I don't know, I love it. Quick question. Yes. What is... What is your editing process like, and and how how do you find out where to cut? Hmm. So
1: when I sometimes, as we are filming the scene that on that day of, I am already starting to strategize in my brain, like wh- uh, how how I'm going to edit this scene in the editing room. So sometimes. I, I sort of know how the edit's going to be in real time as we're filming it. Otherwise, I I just I sit down, uh, uh, I sit down with looking at the different takes that I have for the specific scene, and I will start off. Hmm, I, don't, I don't know how to. Sometimes I start off in the Y, sometimes I start off in a close up, but I normally, as I'm watching it. I feel it out, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that, um, if anyone watching this is gonna, if that's gonna make any sense. But I kind of feel it out as a viewer, where I want that, where I want the next scene, the next take, the next shot to pop in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, it's, and then I will go back and I will rewatch what I've just, the 30 seconds or whatever that I just compiled together. And I watch it and try to feel if it's like sometimes it's too jumpy. Sometimes the the, the shots go 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 too quickly and, and there needs to be some more um uh, uh space in between them. But uh I, I really uh, sit back and try to feel it out and see if it's if it's in the if, if the pacing is 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 correct. That's really kind of like a trial and error for me. Um and I don't know if any of that makes sense, but that's kind of no, how I do. Sense. I really gotta just sit there and just feel it out and see, like, if I'm watching something, like, you know what? No, we're lingering on his face way too long. We need to cut earlier. sometimes, sometimes it's just too quick. It's just, I don't know. I have to, I have to weigh the the urgency of that scene or the pacing of that scene. That all kind of uh, 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 goes into uh, what I decide.
0: My my answer to that is, or the way I I edit is, I I'll rewatch what we have. Like, I'll look at the footage and 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 without starting editing until I rewatch mm-hmm. or the the stuff that I know is good mm-hmm. and that we can work with. And then I'll get a strategy from watching it. Like, where can we cut? And I'll, I'll kind of scrub through and figure it out. Yeah. I don't start cutting until I have a strategy um, and I might write it down um, briefly, like just notes um, and. Um, but I get an idea for like, what, what's the clay I have to work with. And that's what we actually captured. It's not what I had in my head, what I wanted, because what we captured is going to be different from what I had in my head. Um, but I try to, to get what we captured, um, to match as much as possible what I had in my head, if it can. Um, but sometimes the performance is strong and something and it, or it makes sense to cut to this and then cut to this other thing. Um, but you know with feeding the fire i tried not to compromise on what my original hope was with like how to cut the scene um based on what felt right what is so instinctive um and then once i have the strategy i start going and you know you know link, well, syncing up all the audio and whatnot, doing all that but then getting the clips that i want and the way i also the way i edit i stand up when i edit i don't sit down when i edit um i all the advice I came, I got from editing, or some of the advice I got is from the book "blink." The blink of an in the blink of an eye, it's actually here. Um, in, in the blink of an eye by Walter Murch. Um, one of the best books on this guy. He edited Apocalypse Now. Okay. Um, he he edited uh The Godfather Part Two. I think Part Three. I, I forget. He's got he's done the conversation by Francis Ford Coppola. He has a classical method of of cutting. So he stands up. Kind of like uh Hemingway would stand up doing writing. I don't stand up when I write. I have to sit down when I write. But for editing, I stand up because I feel all the restless energy. It's I feel grounded. Okay. I don't I don't have the restless energy I used to have when I edit sitting down. Um so I can I can actually edit for longer and enjoy it because I can walk around while I'm editing and come back to the station where I'm editing. Well, like a standing desk. And what I do is when I, I find out where I want to cut. Uh, I know where I want to cut from the strategy. Like, I want to cut somewhere around here. I have a ballpark area. But the reason why the book's called In the Blink of an Eye, I will, I have a button that I press for that puts a marker, marker creates a marker, and then you can like name the marker or something. But I, and it'll, you can do it on, like, depending on, I, I know, I know um, Adobe Premiere does this. Um, I do I think the button is, is a uh, star something for, um, for DaVinci vinci resolve which I use now is it's it's M for marker you press the button when you blink okay when you blink that's a cut and then I'll cut then I'll I'll trim four frames ahead of where I blinked all right and that's usually the most natural place to cut why? because when you cut why 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 when we see a cut in a movie do we think oh that's okay. I'm cool with us cutting to another complete sh- different shot. That's completely acceptable. When there's n- what it, w- what in real life looks like a cut, because here's the thing, we have like if if, if you take in a evo- human evolution, we've spent thousands of years. If we had never seen anything that looked remotely like a cut, when the moment somebody cut, spliced one piece of footage to another piece of footage, we would have. Freak the fuck out. We Mm. would have been like, what is going on? Mm. This is not acceptable. We cannot allow this. We cannot cut to this shot, to this Mm. shot. We cannot do, we cannot, (sighs) I can't accept us cutting from this, this thing to another thing. When we do it all the time, we blink. Mm. A blink is a cut. When I, when I'm looking over there, I don't look over there. Sometimes I do, but when I look from you to the light, Sometimes I blink when I go to look, right. and it, and when I blink, that's a new shot. Mm-hmm. I just created a new shot when I blinked. Yeah, I, I like my Diet. eyes close and then I open them up when I on a different thing. We do it all the time. We 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 splice things together through blinking. And there's a one of Walter Murch's theories is blinking is also representative of a new thought. When we blink, we have a new thought. So you see, like TV reporters or us right now mm-hmm. on camera. We're probably blinking a lot at certain times. Sure. There's times where I watch the podcast, I'm like, I'm blinking a lot because I know when I was in that moment, I was thinking of a million things after another. Hmm. And that's why I'm thinking of like, like, like if I'm blinking right now, right. I'm, just, I'm doing it on purpose. But like, there's probably times at this podcast where if somebody's watching, like, I'm blinking a lot. This because I'm thinking of a lot of next questions to ask you. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not even, or, or I should be listening to you more. Or I'm thinking of questions that are coming from what you're saying. Right. and. You know, as you're talking, you're blinking and, and also like sometimes picking where the actor also, uh, what he found, though, was he thinks that's true because where he blinked in editing the footage, a lot of times coincided with where the actor blinked Okay. because he was cutting to the performance. He was cutting to he was in sync with the actor. Yeah. Instinctively, he didn't he didn't know it when he was cutting it, or maybe might have. Um, but he just like he he was cutting based on when the thought felt like it was over. Okay. And it seemed to coincide a lot with the actors. All right. like it seemed. All right. So try that sometime. Okay. Where you when you edit, find the button that creates a marker, or just press pause when you want. But if you create the marker button, if you, if you can find which I, want, I think it's star on the number pad, uh-huh. um, you press that for, for the da Vinci, uh, for for uh, Premiere and M for DaVinci, or but you can also program it in certain programs. You gotta go into preferences, but you 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 can actually create multiple markers. Okay, I'm blinking here. You're just you're just. – I'm blinking. Like each time you blink, you press yeah. the button. And then you just – I'll personally cut four frames ahead, the reason why. Um, me pressing the button from where I want is a little bit delayed. Also, to cut a little bit sooner than the blink so that it's a bit more surprising. Got it. You know? So that's what I learned from that book. Um, okay. And I highly recommend – I'll I'll message you. Um, yeah. In the Blink of an Eye by Walter Murch. Um, right. I highly recommend that book. Um, and i that helped me simplify editing so much and speed up my process because i i now know the most natural place to cut and and it, and it, when when i when people watch my movies like i feel like i get a sense that this is it feels more like an older movie because mm-hmm. that's these are kind of this is a kind of philosophy it, it's it's a philosophy rooted in human nature and in life yeah. and it's not rooted in in this bullshit cliche of oh cut on the action. Well, you can do that, but if if that's all you're doing, you're 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 building the way you cut on artifice. Yeah. You're not building it based on internal feelings, on emotion, on you're not building it on on human nature when you can cut on the blink and that's what 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 more a poetic way of explaining and and by the way walter Murch is, is a fucking poet he was an editor and a fucking poet well not not a poet but like he was he had a very philosoph- philosophical mind like he he well, you read his stuff he's like this is a guy who was like he wasn't just an editor he was he was a character mm-hmm. he 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 had a a very thought-out approach for a lot of things but yeah um uh you know that's 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 how i edit um I had it standing up, <laughs> which is, which helps, um, for me, uh, my ADHD, uh, uh, what's a dream project for you if money weren't an obstacle? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> if money
1: wasn't an obstacle, what's a dream project for me? Uh, Wow. Cause they're like, I don't know, it's such a, it's such a can of worms. Because there are things, there. Are- you don't have to go into
0: detail that would give it away and and be like, oh, I'm going to steal this idea. So we, right, right, you know. right. Uh, um, for you want me to give me my examples? Yeah. So I'm. It's one for me would be the series I'm working on. Maybe the World War II film, but I'm going to figure that out without okay. too much money, probably. But the the series thing or the or the long project, 400 page based on the 400 page manuscript I did years ago. I've been working on since 2013. I probably do that um other things i i would never want to do a studio film maybe i don't know but if i was offered complete freedom to do whatever i wanted and and a a lot of money like like 100 million Mm dollars i'd do a halo movie microsoft okay because i was i loved halo back in the day i I started making movies on halo um or or somewhat or did animations before that but like if I had total freedom, I'd do that, but you know, and and it's, and it's a franchise thing. Right. So I could, I could get it like, like that would. Yeah.
1: I think something that I would, Hmm.
0: But, but then like, I prefer like a orig- I do. I prefer doing my own things originally. Like right. I, I think, I think sequels are a bad idea usually because you know, for, I could go into that later, but like a number of reasons, but yeah. you know, they I like original things.
1: There's something I, I, what I was, Hmm. I think, what, I, all right. I have noticed there are certain, there are certain type of genres, uh, more so in theater, but these same genres can happen in film too. And, and but like, I, I know that I've done a few musicals and I noticed that I've, it, it, it I, I noticed how actually happy I am during, during that rehearsal process, Mhm. Well, I think it has to do with like maybe the music or like or the choreography or the dancing, whatever. I, I I realize that um, not at first, but as the production unfolds, that that uh uh I feel like I'm like I, I'm I'm normally happier during during that time. And the one thing that I would want to do, but uh, in this fantasy world, because I don't, I don't know if I actually really want to deal with, with with the logistics behind it. But I would love to maybe not be in a musical, but any type of uh, like a, a film or a short film that involves some type of like dancing. I think I think that'd be really I think that'd be really because I think I could I think I could pull it off. I think that'd be really fun to do something really heavily choreographed where like lots of things are going around behind uh, around us and stuff. I think that'd be really fun to do. Have you ever
0: Have you ever seen um, uh, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg? That is one of my no. favorite movies. Okay. i'll message you but look up umbrellas the umbrellas of cherberg it's like a it's a french i think it's a french musical um and it's 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 uh it's so colorful and the dance there's everything's choreographed dancing okay it is one of those colorful movies you've ever seen and okay. you know what like lock yourself in a damn room uh-huh I, i'm like i'm i consider myself like a very like uh like like i guess a little bit of an alpha male or i guess i don't know what you want to call it but it's like uh i'm 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 but man that that movie brought me a little bit to tears like okay. i was like oh right. like like the ending and and not only that but but like the train platform sequence and you'll know when you see it okay the the shot and, and everything the way the music swells and everything that's going on in the story mm-hmm. it's such a uh it's a it's a tearjerker and it, it's just uh uh it's one of my favorite movies um and i i i also um the the girls of how do you pronounce rich richford, richford something it's by the same crew it's by, by the same director and the same mm-hmm. crew and uh but it's it they're so good they are mm. so now it's so weird at the first at first because you're hearing it's weird how they're it's in french and and it's and it's um th- the way they sing it's like it's not rhyming but it's like they're singing to make it sound like a song okay but it sounds like normal speech a little okay. bit it's weird it's All so right. weird at first but you get used to it and it's and then once you get used to it you're like i never want to i want to watch more of this like okay it's so, i love them uh, yeah um but yeah no i think um uh, do, do you ever see you, you saw La lot La land right yes what do you think of that i i <sighs> I thought, honestly, it was a little bit, it was a little bit inspired by uh, um, the brows of. Uh, I like, I said, I do like the colors.
1: Yeah, I uh, love the colors that they use. Honestly, I thought, uh, I thought the movie was a little boring. Yeah. When I saw it in the theater, I do own it, but when I saw it in the theater, I actually found myself almost falling asleep near the end of it. I thought it was a little bit boring. Having said that, yeah, I do uh, love a lot of some of some of the uh, some of the numbers again one take when ryan and emma are dancing when that sun oh yeah the sunrise that was again that's a one take number i i i you know i like loved everything about had, that yeah they got
0: they had like two takes a day um, for that, that like was...
1: like i loved it like it's it's just uh uh so i, I had some great moments in there i love some of the uh the, the cinematography i love some of the, the the coloring i
0: i i i yeah when um yeah, that yeah that's a good example uh lovely night i think is what that what that
1: number is called which ryan and
0: yeah Emma. no um yeah i i like that movie i saw it with my i remember seeing with my little sister she she she, she enjoyed it. we we uh, I, I really liked it um talk about talk about uh, la la land back what you the in the whole that whole oscar debacle with that and and, uh, and moonlight yeah. what do you think about moonlight
1: i i so i think i saw moonlight after after it won the the oscar um and uh i i like i like moonlight a lot actually i don't but what what's always very hard for me is deciding you know it, what's always very hard for me is sitting back knowing now who won best picture and now deciding did did that deserve it did not deserve it that's yeah. hard for me cause they're different movies yeah they're different movies i um, like both and so I, yeah. um, I did enjoy. I did, but yeah. I, I saw Moonlight. I think I think I only saw Moonlight once, but I did enjoy it. It's just it's hard for me to be like I don't know. They're, they're different movies. It was different budgets, different genres,
0: different everything. I don't. know. Different casting. It's just it was surprising for me that they went with Moonlight because I, even though I I like both, Moonlight felt less accessible. And and here's an example why. Um, I went i i i i saw that movie with uh uh somebody i was i, was, I went on a date with mm-hmm. and she was she didn't understand any of it she didn't mm-hmm. get it like i was i had to explain it to her like i was like it, it's about this guy's like 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 who who you know you know doesn't have proper role models in life and he makes a role mo- meets a role model and it's he's a gangster and but yeah. he's a good guy and it's like and then you see how he's like evolving through stages of his life yeah. and he doesn't have like his his dad's not around his mom you know and this is it's it's i think it's to a degree it's like like based on I, I don't know who the details but like it's it's inspired by like uh the director's uh upbringing and and it's like it's super personal in that sense and it's it's about the life of this this kid growing up and and then becoming this gangster in a way and and kind of you know not you know being you know not uh coming i what's the word uh it's not embracing his his sexuality it's mm-hmm. not being honest about that it's and 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 uh you know but finally you know being honest about that and I it's such a nuanced thing and you 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 have to be able to appreciate it for that nuance. Mm-hmm. I really I really enjoyed that movie because I I just I love and when I even before I saw it I was like I'm gonna love this movie I love the idea that it was like three different periods of this guy's life and it was a different color scheme for each thing yes I love that um and uh I and it kind of breaks it up via like per act and I just I love that kind of separation Mm -hmm. um but I I I felt like maybe like I my guess would have been La La Land would have won Mm. I'm not I'm not sure which one I liked more I, I think it might have been La La Land, but I like both. Like you I mean, say, it's so hard because they're so different. I mean, I
1: I have I have a theory behind why Moonlight won, which is I can't prove it, but I have a theory behind it. But why? you know, well, you know, pri- pri- prior prior to that happening, probably. Oh, the know,
0: the controversy. Well,
1: the, the hashtag hashtag Oscars so white that oh, was yeah, happening, yeah. which which was you know valid in those categories. The, the you know how, yeah. all the and so and I feel and it was like,
0: like an overcorrection.
1: And so, I, so I and I feel that. like so I I feel like uh, uh one possible theory and I'm not even necessarily sure if, sure if I believe it, but I know that a possible theory was you know was was the Academy trying to you know uh, uh switch perspectives for a second and and you know Moonlight is I believe it's if I remember right it's almost heavily all African American actors yeah. like there are are on the screen, and uh and so I I I think at the time. Um, some people's rationale for it was because that was kind of like their, 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 their bone just to give back to the, give to the, uh, to get to them just to say, Hey, you know, we're, we're, we're changing our, you know, our diversity methods. And, and, you know, we're, we're, you know, it's, it's our way of like, you know, giving you back, you know what? I I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if that was the reason, but I know that has floated around on, on, on the internet, um. But I don't know. Again, but I I did watch Moonlight. It was not a bad movie at all. I thought was I thought it was a great film. I but it's uh uh did La La Land deserve it? I think it? I
0: think the Oscars are very political. Yes, like the I mean yes. the awards ceremonies in general. Even slow level freaking film festivals. Yes. I was talking with somebody yes, about they that. Are. They they like if if they don't know if they they like so other people in certain film festivals. They'll go with other people just because of personal reasons. It's yes. but it's you know. So, and, and awards are all subjective in any way, yes. but it's like, look at it this way. Saving Private Ryan should have won Best Picture of the Year that it came out. I, I, dude, that movie, but you know what won? Was it Shakespeare in Love? Shakespeare in Love. She's, yeah. You know why? Because Harvey fucking Weinstein, yeah. his asshole. The, the campaign, can, and, yeah. The campaigning. He mm-hmm. he reinvented um mm-hmm. the Oscar, like, like he invented Oscar campaigning, mm-hmm. I think I heard. Because like with that, and it and it, and it yeah. that was a shock because everybody's like Saving Private Ryan is gonna win.
2: Yeah,
0: nobody talks about uh, Shakespeare in Love. Everybody and their mother talks about Saving Private mm-hmm. Ryan, especially the opening sequence, which is something is is a cinematic like marvel. Um, and uh, was, well, interesting thing about that was they 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 improvised that whole beginning.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All he all Spielberg knew was he it was kind of like Jaws. He knew like the way he did Jaws. Like he knew he wanted to. St- kind Of the fact that it was improvised, it was kind of like Jaws. It, he knew he wanted them on the beach, but he didn't know how he was getting there or what was going to happen in between. And he figured it out with millions of dollars of production money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and weeks like several weeks. It, it went over their schedule, right. way over, but it paid off. Yeah. Um, it's a risky, it's a ballsy thing to do. Um, but it's like, it's you know, and, and it's the reason why, like, they spent so much time. And, and, and like making sure each shot and each thing that played out worked and and worked together and and in a way where they they figured out things that were working based on what they were getting mm-hmm. shot wise and 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 what was ha- what seemed realistic and natural on set not what seemed right for the from the from the writer's perspective back in a room in a hotel somewhere or in his home writing the script yeah and that's you know that's one of those things where like i think i know in my world war II film I, there's going to be some scenes where i'm like okay this is going to be this is what's going to this is the skeleton of what's going to happen but i'm going to figure out the rest by based on the location i yeah. get and do that in location scouting um but uh what um also what bored you about a la, la land was it just very very like typical it was very uh also uh darlene hated the fact that like it's like making this argument that you have to like you know become you have to sell out to like succeed or something mm. which is what she felt like it was making the argument about uh
1: that that didn't bother me what what bothered me i thought i thought it was a very strong opening and a very strong kind of like uh like maybe like 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 middle middle section but i found myself falling asleep near the end of it yeah and i feel like the end of it to me felt very sluggish especially yeah. oh especially when they um uh uh oh my god and the location, it, the name of that this this location that they use slips my mind right now. Uh, when they're in, um, uh, the um,
0: ah, uh, the, the jazz bar.
1: No, uh, uh, they go to the France the, 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 the planetarium. The planetarium, yeah, But, yeah. but uh, it's called something. It's in Rebel Without a Cause. It's, a, it's, a, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. a big thing. Especially when they're and they start dancing and they're floating in the air. It just start, to me, it starts to like like just very become very sluggish and kind of very slows down it's
0: there's beautiful. no conflict
1: it's just like it's just it's just and to me i thought so i found myself almost falling asleep in the but you know what it's okay i almost mm-hmm. I almost fell asleep during watching the revenant and yeah. i and i thought the revenant is beautifully acted i think it's beautiful cinematography but i almost fell asleep watching the revenant.
0: sometimes like with, with criterion movies i find like if i start falling asleep there's a two types of falling or there's two types of boredom there's the boredom where or not. Or there's the feeling of like I'm being put to sleep because this is a lot to process. Mm-hmm. There's like deep level art artistry going on that is beyond me, and my brain just wants to shut down and go to sleep because it, it feels like it could better process it. Kind of like driving a car or something. I know I can I can think about script ideas from driving, you know, or, or napping. It's like my brain wants to shut down and go to sleep to process what I'm what I'm what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. but it, then I can't watch it. Catch twenty two, but it, it's like I I feel like that's the case. I don't feel like I'm being bored to sleep. Mm-hmm. I mean, but then again, it could be wrong. I, I think that, but I think that's why people say it's boredom. Uh, they the, the, the filmmaker uses boredom to like like you know for for techniques. I think in tech like Tarkovsky's case, uh, Ryan Johnson said that he, like like his view of, of Tarkovsky was he he uses boredom in some areas. I think he he lets the shot absorb you. Mm-hmm. He allows life to kind of go at its own slow pace mm-hmm. and what happens though with, with it is when you allow the camera to linger on something for a long time and allow the character the, the actors to go through the scene a very natural way which is what i love um and if you loved rusty spade you might like that it's like that element of it but it's like i mean Tarkovsky's films are much better than rusty spade <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but but it's like um you 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 feel like you're observing life too mm-hmm. from from not just you can't pick up on his beat what, like what he's trying to do in intentions wise as a filmmaker but you also are absorbed by the moment because it's like it's you're allowing you're you're allowing so much time to trans, you know we, we i make i make my films quick for people with short attention spans because yeah. that's how i can survive today right. as a filmmaker but he would allow the film to kind of drag out you know, in certain scenes with like the action of the characters, um, so that you feel like you're observing because that's life sometimes, you know? Or it feels more like life. Um, but you and it, and not only that because and I'm remembering this now, it's because you you as the audience member get to infer a lot mm. versus being told things constantly. Yeah. You have to you have to engage and you have to um you have to kind of do the work as well. Right. I find that that's what a lot of these criterion movies do is like they, you become an author of the work as well, especially Tarkovsky films. Like you, you become a co-author. Mm-hmm. It's not just about feeding you a, a storyline. I love those movies too. Like that's all in what that's what you can find on Netflix and 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 Amazon Prime and all these different platforms today. And those are the movies that make today. And it's probably the kind of movies I plan to make to a degree. Um, but I, I'm hoping that I also do I also make it a meal where where the audience has to fill it and, 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 and fill in the role of, of authoring what's going on in the character's life and, and, and what's going on in the world of the story and and kind of adjust as to things happening that you didn't see coming. and, and um, you know I think um, it's it's different in a way for those kind of movies and than, than what they do today. But you know that that puts me to sleep. A lot of times, yeah, because there's so much. It's so much work, and you're like, I just want to be entertained sometimes. Yeah. Um, next, uh, another question. Um, what are you most excited about in the future? I am. Uh, I'm, I'm always most
1: excited about just just tackling new things. Yeah,
0: like new projects.
1: Go, yeah. On the horizon. Like, uh, again, uh, uh, yes, it's what it's what it's what keeps everything fresh and new. Uh, yeah, I just love doing new things Uh, doing something uh doing the same thing whether it's the same genre or the same uh, or or whatever it's just it gets boring for me after a while like
0: yeah what and i we already talked about this a bit but i want to see if there's anything else we didn't mine out of this um what makes for a great film or script to you (sighs) hmm trying to think of
1: something new that i haven't said
0: uh, like structure oh that's one one thing i wanted to ask you okay what is like some overall big structures things that you like to structure into your movies that you feel like makes for great or you feel like that you or that you like about movies hmm. and structure could be anything that is it could be a, a something where, where something happens in the plot or like a structuring method, like a like 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 a story structuring method. Like the nutshell technique is something that Kevin Macaulay recommended to me, and I love that book because it's it simplified things beyond what I, I knew before. I
1: I love to always almost and I almost always incorporate some type of plot twist into a, a script that I'm writing. Or if it's not a plot twist, I really, really try to uh write something that the audience isn't really expecting sometimes when you, when you watch a movie you can kind of tell the storylines going before we even get there uh i always try to i really 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 try and i probably don't always succeed but i really really try to write something where if i'm, if I'm not going to do a plot twist i'm going to i try to really write something that's that 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 the audience really can't
0: anticipate it's surprising, happening. but inevitable. Yeah. Like you look back in it and you're like, oh yeah, that definitely was going to happen. Right. But no, but going into it, you're like, you didn't know. Yes. And it was unexpected.
1: Yeah. And, and for example, and so there's, there's a, there's an element that happens in my movie monster, which I think I probably have achieved that the the goal of, of that one of the goals of that script was to write something where, um, where, the, it's supposed to be designed to to confuse the audience of what character are we following in this movie it, it opens with with these two characters we think they're the lead characters but then more characters that get involved mm-hmm. and then we follow kind of like their storyline and then a third person comes in and then we kind of follow his storyline and then and then this ending happens and i think it's going to be unexpected but i i don't know
0: that's 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 uh I, I, structurally that's always what
1: i try to i
0: try to do how do you create those those uh plot twists or those is <sighs> there process <sighs> that you can deli- delineate i mean i can give my example
1: yeah give me yours
0: i mean i think anytime you you put a lot of thought and energy into it um and then you know you have time where you're downtime where you're you're driving or you're taking naps or doing cr- like creative like or like like times where you know you're most creative or working out, you know, those ideas will come to you, but you put in the work and you, you toil away at it. You re- you rewrite it constantly until, and you realize it's not working. You've rewritten it five times. And you're like, why isn't it working? And you're getting more and more frustrated. Yeah. And then you go sleep on it. Mm-hmm. And then the idea comes to you, or you go work out. And then the idea comes to you. I feel like it's mm. it, it when you know that it needs something somewhere, you sense mm-hmm. that it needs this twist somewhere or for whatever reason, or you like, in my case, recently, I knew that I needed these characters to hit rock bottom, but I didn't know a surprising way to do it. I didn't yeah. know. It, I didn't have this. I didn't know it was going to be a twist. Yeah. But it, it inevitably. I don't think in twist. It. I. I think in terms of what I know the story needs emotionally, or these, or other things. But or sometimes twist. But I know that if it's something that's that doesn't come to me naturally, uh-huh. like this idea that I came up with recently, if it doesn't, if it comes to me out of the blue, and I'm like whoa that is a great idea right that's the twist that's how you create twists is where it just it didn't come to you immediately yes the harder the harder it is for the idea to come to you Mm -hmm. and the more the more that you like it when you get the idea that's what makes a twist for me Mm. i don't know if that answers that right does that work
1: no it does uh and sometimes uh uh sometimes that that works for me, but sometimes i would it would just be as simple as you know as far as how to how to come up how to f- come up with them, I will write the most extreme uh, solution possible in the storyline the most extreme solution that wouldn't be any that wouldn't be any conceivable way of of even fitting into the script at all, mm. and sometimes I'll backtrack from there sometimes if i if I write down the most you know ridiculous yeah. idea. The most ridiculous one is sometimes it can open doors to other uh, other possibilities. That, um,
0: that kind of sounds like James Patterson describing how he ends books. Mm-hmm. He will come up with a list of all the ways the movie can end or his book can end. Mm-hmm. And then and I've never done this, but like you come up with a, or I've tried it somewhat somewhat and it kind of might have worked. He'll come up with the most all a, a list of all the ideas he can think of how to end the book. And he'll pick the most outrageous one because mm. that's how, you know, or or, or in my case, I would pick the one that is the most memorable. Okay. You know, or it might be the most outrageous one. Hey. You know, you, you pick the idea for how to end something. It's like, what? Like, you can't, you can't do that. Right. Well, he just did. Yes. You know, it's like, yes. that's, that's, that's what gets people talking about your book or your movie. Right. And then, you know, they go talk about it with their friends You go, You gotta read this book. I can't spoil it for you, yes. but you have to read it. And then they're like, "Oh, I want to know what they're talking about, but I don't want them to spoil it." Right. Um, so I guess I'll have to read it now and go mm-hmm. buy the book or the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's that's probably why he's uh, so successful. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, um, what? So, what are your greatest influences? Or your, what your, your greatest influence who are they Ooh. or what are they?
1: So I've been thinking I, I realized that I uh, there's different categories to that question. Uh, I I have realized that I don't really think I don't think there's any director that influences me in that category. Cause I'm thinking as I've been thinking about that lately, I'm like, I'm like, wow, it's like, I really can't name one, one director's work that, 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 you know, uh, you know, cause I'm an actor first. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. uh, and so, but like, you know, in the directing kind of category as far as being influenced by that, that, and, uh, I, I don't know. Um, as an actor I certainly know what what influences me and what not and as a writer I kn- I know uh sort of uh sort of what influences me but as a director I was really trying to really find 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 the the uh the um the thing that that really uh uh has an effect on me and and I don't really uh but I th- I found that department to be challenging for me so
0: when um yeah, for me, I, I guess um like like I'd say Tarkovsky now, um, not always. Uh-huh. Um like Quentin Tarantino Nolan. Um at one point Spielberg was a big influence, still kinda of is um, Scorsese. Um I think um especially during Feeding the Fire. Um there is his master class. There is one that, that
1: there's one that comes to mind, actually, but I don't know. How set in stone I want this to be, uh-huh. but David Fincher,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Jamie he, mentioned
0: that was one of hers. He, uh,
1: he, uh, his, yeah, his works are really kind of very. Uh, they, they can't, you know, with like seven, and I think he did Fight Club, and uh, and, and 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 not and, and, only that, he like, works, like he went through... Panic Room. He did Panic Room, like you know, his
0: very he he suffered like the what what happened with Alien Three. Which was like like it was a train it was a train wreck like because it was like a shitty situation for mm-hmm. him that he was in like where, where the studio was like just making his life living fucking hell and it turned out being like it wasn't you know well not it's not his best work uh, yes. but it's like it and uh, it, people joke it's like like known for Alien Three like what to him like Aaron Sorkin will joke to him about that but you can get away with that because he's his friend but it's like it's like they he 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 after that film he made a comeback and he he he's been making great movies since and it's like that's that's an example of um you know the worst case like my worst fear is something like that happening to me i don't know Mm -hmm. what exactly happened but i know it just doesn't sound good um i forget what it was um but it, it you know i think um like that like the fact that that worst case scenario can happen to somebody where a film just goes to shit. Like all the elements just go to shit and it just ends up a total like flop or not what you wanted it to be. Um, in terms of quality as well. And then come back from it the way he did. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's like, that gives you hope that even if the worst happens, you can still be one of the best filmmakers on the planet. Mm Hmm. So I I mean I think I think he's an inspiration in terms of that yeah. like for me. Um and so you know I, and and plus it's like his work ethic like you can tell with his films like and 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 the way he they do like like what are your thoughts on the fact that he does like like 30 to like 100 takes on stuff? I love
1: things? it. Yeah. I love it.
0: I like uh, the fact that you, you he explores everything, all I the possibilities. It. It's it it can, it can be redundant
1: uh, on set as is happening, um, yeah. but like, but it's their
0: job if they're I, getting paid. Yeah, hey. I
1: yes, I I'm for it. I I'm for it as an actor. I'm for it as because I love as an actor. I love to put in as many takes as I'd love to give you as many takes of as many different. And it's fun to watch because yeah.
0: the, the results you end up with are some yeah. is something that like you're you're seeing the cream of the crop, the mm-hmm. best of the best that they could offer for yes. that, that script. Mm-hmm. And. And, and often what he does is he tries to exhaust the actors mm-hmm. so that they're not acting. They're not trying to put on a performance. It's kind of like what Dustin Hoffman said. It's like, or Robert De Niro does. It's like, they're just delivering it. They're just going through it. They're just doing the, not going through the motions, but they're, they're putting the work, they're mm-hmm. doing it. And, and it's just, a, it's just, it's just swinging, you know, it's not right. worried whether it's going to hit, you know, you're, you're trying to hit the ball, but it's right. like, you're hitting your ball and you're you're doing your best and you're you're doing your best most consistently you can and you're just you know, you're you're not letting the pressure get to you as much on like a like 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 when you're doing shorter takes. now Clint Eastwood will do like one take sometimes mm-hmm. um, for things mm-hmm. and that's it. And I'm yeah. like, mm, I don't know about, yes. it. but you right. know, hey, if it works, it works right. for you. Um, but it's like, you know, I I I'm in a period where I'm like, you know, it's it's kind of, I I can only afford to do like 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 five to 15 at most mm-hmm. like like if, if it's if it's not like like if, if we're only getting like one shot for a scene we're gonna get 15 of it um but it's like i i, I don't know if i'd like to fall in love with doing like 60 takes because then i'd never if, if i don't have the funding i can never right. make a movie again yes um but you know i i think it'd be nice to try that sometime yeah um or or get into that if i had the the budget to do it yeah um also there's a shelly duvall who was tortured on on um uh uh, the shining by stanley kubrick
2: Mm.
0: what is your take on that this actually is my most popular clip from the podcast believe it or not people look this up for some reason like she's, she was so traumatized from working on that film um, because, like, he literally, there's footage of it where Stanley Kubrick was bullying her to get, a, but he, and his view was, his, ra- his rationale was, I'm getting a performance out of her. Or that's not what he said, but like basically oh, yeah. what he said. And it's like, there was a Dr. Phil interview with her, which is probably why everybody searches it, where she's thinking that all these like, these like presidents, this president, like President Kennedy is still alive or something, all this stuff, like, and i mean fuck phil dr phil for like putting her out there and and in such a horrible state but it's like she she's obviously like i think she was traumatized from that experience because she was losing hair during the filming right because he was just like like there's footage of of stanley Kubrick being like we're waiting on you shelly like hundreds of people waiting on her to open the door at the right time and she's not getting it right and he's just he's bullying her i i so my question is when it, I think that I think there is a point where you can go too far as a director. Yes. Where you are abusing your your, th- your cast and your crew. Yes. I don't believe in going past like yes. going to that point.
1: I think what, what what people do not understand and manipulating them yes. to a degree
0: like that is fucked up. Yeah. Like, like or I think what hurtful.
1: Yeah, you what know, what people don't understand, especially if you're if if you're not an actor. Or if you've only just directed and never been on the acting side or whatever, um, is that actors are very fragile. No matter how strong they appear to be or whatnot, they're very fragile. And um, and 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 you know and and especially on set. And I, I mentioned this earlier. You're going to a very vulnerable place. It doesn't matter what kind of scene you're doing, whether it's an argument scene or whatever, it's still a very vulnerable a uh, place that you're going. You're, that your mindset's going into. So we're very fragile beings. So. So I, I so I, I would um, so uh, the, the the conduct that was that was on that set is, is something that I don't I wouldn't approve of because I know how where, you know oh, oh I know where if that was done to me my, uh, where my mental health would go and yeah. I, like
0: I just it just it would not put me in a really good place. Also the reason I brought it up was because they did like a hundred something takes of those stairs stairway scene where mm-hmm. she's swinging the bat at Jack who's coming mm-hmm. up at her. And, and yes. like, you see the fright in her eyes. Like, I, I mean, I, 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 heard that he might, they might have ended up going with the, one of the first takes, but right. he just wanted to see what, like Stan Kubrick literally said verbatim, I just wanted to see what happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, um, I, so well, you mentioned there, like actors are fragile yes. beings. I, and, and make sure it's understood. It's like, if you're not an actor, if you became an actor, you'd become a fragile, very, very fragile being as you get better. Because that's what makes them give a good performance. That's, that's, you, you will, if you're, if you're not an actor and you think, oh, all actors are just fucking fragile people with with sensitive egos, it's like, well, if you try to become an actor as the person you are, you, you know, you become that. Because what you're doing is you, you strip away, you open yourself up. Yes. I remember in high school not acting and not, and not wanting to do it and like, i mean you could say what maybe you could say i had a friend fragile ego or whatever at the sure. time but but like i looked at these actors i was i was on a film set at one point it's like they were like different people they were like a different bead breed of person yeah and now i'm surrounded by them and i'm like that's because and i, I feel like i at some point i became that too mm-hmm. because you open yourself up you you allow you you, you become okay with uh Exposing yourself to, yes. and, and, and to like, your you know, your, 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 your emotional core, you mm-hmm. know, who you are as a person, not a, yeah, and basically it's, you know, you, when you do that, you become the, what people refer to them as fragile. Yes. Um, top three to five films, if you can pick them and why.
1: <laughs> okay. I, I can I can't, I can answer this, but I don't know. If I can give them in like, like A why is optional. You don't have to give it. No, I I can and I, I can definitely answer it. But you say top five or
0: top, top three to five. Three.
1: Yeah, I can answer. I just don't know if I can give them in the correct order. No, no,
0: no, fine. Uh,
1: uh, one of the uh, uh best films uh, that I absolutely love is Silence of the Lambs. Love it, love it, love it. Love What's it, your favorite love part it. about it? Um, I love the I love how there's almost no gore. It. it's almost no blood
0: in it, you're yeah.
1: terrified because it's, yeah. it's 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 the
0: uh, kind of like jobs. It's the
1: uh, yeah, it's 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 the it's just like the it's just it's a it's a psychological thriller, and it's a uh, and it's just uh and it's the it's the specific camera intentions and whatnot. So that part I really like that people remember that film to this day. And you, you the elevator see. scene <laughs>
0: you yeah. mentioned the elevator scene. We were in the I was actually there at that we we were uh, I was at my sister's like we were Pittsburgh visiting colleges for my okay. little sister. And we were in the building where they shot uh-huh. the elevator scene. They mentioned it, and all the whole audience shuddered. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. it was like it's just so powerful, right? Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, now I'm trying to think of the other movie. Uh, um, it <sighs> sounds in the Lambs is one of them. Uh, oh, um, uh, I don't, I don't know. This is, I I, 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 still love a few good men. Like, like the like yeah, even the movie. I, I, I just, I. You love... wrote that on napkins. Bar yes. napkins. Yeah. It's, Man. it's, it's, I, I, I love, um, that was really my first, I probably knew of Aaron Sorkin before that, but that was probably the first piece where I saw that movie in high school where I, you know, I, I, I researched the writer and I saw all all stuff that he did like West Wing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I loved, I loved the writing on a few good men, loved the performances of a few good men. It's just very strong, powerful, um, writing and and, and and the different personalities that he has that he created with those characters are, are amazing. Um yeah. And I the wonder- classic
0: uh, speech, uh, you can't handle yes. the truth. You can't handle the truth. And the beauty yes. of that is like, there are people who are like, who view that as like motivation mm-hmm. and it's a fucked up speech. Mm-hmm. It's like they, but they mo they, they see it in a positive light. And the, and the thing is like what Aaron Sorkin knew was like, he's not condoning the character's behavior, but he had to speak from the voice of this character, and he did mm-hmm. it so fucking well that even pe- the people who identify with that character mm-hmm. for what he did look at that speech and feel they they that that Aaron Sorkin did them justice. Yeah, and they feel like they they take they take pride in that. Yeah, which is a fucked up thing to do. Right, but that means you're doing that means you're operating at the height of your level. Mm-hmm. At the height of your you know power as a writer when you can Mm -hmm. when you can carry to like like uh shakespeare i I think i don't know if he was quoted on saying this but like he was or people mentioned that he was successful one of the reasons he was successful was because he could carry multiple he could carry negative ideas meaning negative ideas are not like bad ideas but like ideas that you know cancel each other out Right. You know, like like or like a positive, like a good of you on points on one point and then a completely different perspective on something at the same time and carry them together. And, and that's how the character that's how characters are. Right. Characters are just a mouthpiece for a different version of the truth or a different idea of the truth. Um, and that's what he did. And I try to do that all the time. Now, when it comes to f- filmmaking and writing, I try to especially with my feature films, I'm doing I'm trying to identify with the characters on either side. Um as much as I can to write them um, not to the degree of living the way they would live, but you know, like seeing, how can I talk about this person truthfully, even mm-hmm. if they're doing horrible, horrible things. Yes. Um. And, and, you know, cause then, you know, pe- you, you bring people closer to the truth, whether right. it's a good thing or not yeah. uh, or a good truth or not. Yeah. Um, you're so silence of the lambs yes. and what, what was the other one? A few, a few, a few, good, few men, good men. Third one. I'd say uh We can just do three if you want. Well what one that
1: comes to mind is there's a movie called Doubt. Doubt that has have I seen that? It has Meryl Streep, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Viola Davis, Amy Adams. Sounds familiar. Meryl Streep plays this I like strict nun. Uh uh Okay, it's uh, starting to sound familiar. Uh, she plays this strict nun and and she accuses Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's this priest, of of um of uh being inappropriate with these with these uh ultra boys uh-huh. but there's no proof there's no real proof and you can't and, and you and you never see it it's just like through like uh, uh insinuations and 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 accusations cool. and so and 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 i and i, and I list it there because it's one of the, it's one of the few movies that i watch where there's um there's a, there's this argument between um meryl streep and philip seymour hoffman near the, near the end near the end of the movie um and um, the argument was so good. I, I, I was, it was just so good. Um, uh, that yeah, uh, it was it was it was such a, a great argument, and uh, I I got chills watching it because it was just it was just uh, and, and goosebumps watching because it, it was just it was just amazing um, the the passion that was behind it and and the writing that was in there and I forget who who I forget who wrote it, but Doubt is originally a stage play, and the guy who wrote it who wrote the play directed that movie and i forget his name his name escapes me um uh john john patrick shanley uh uh and so he he and, the, and then the movie uh uh yeah, the way the movie ends is you never fully really uh know if if he did it or not and but it's it's all through um and then as i watched it again i started i started noticing all like the like there's actually hints and 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 that uh is not pointed out to but you can see there's actually hints in the in the in the camera of like of of things that the nun may have seen that could insinuate that maybe he is doing something inappropriate but there are also other scenes where maybe he's not doing anything inappropriate so it's just it's a it's, it's a wonderful movie
0: yeah I, as you mentioned this i'm just remembering my answer to an actor real quick i want to touch on an actor i would like to work with today josh brawlin okay um, cause I listened to his interview on the, the team Deacons podcast and I was like, dude, this guy, I get everything he's talking about. Like, like in a way I've never got with it, like an actor before. Mm-hmm. Like I totally get like, I identify with what he's talking about. Um, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. um, probably, probably Paul Daniel. Cause I've, I mean, I listened to them all on that, on that podcast. It's a good podcast. It's by the, the cinematographer, Roger Deacons and, um, who shot no country for old men and uh his and his wife who were they're frequent collaborators and I, I you know i love that podcast but um uh you know yeah i gotta look up doubt that looks yeah. that sounds like a really good movie it's, I, it's i'm i'm amped to watch it it's, don't spoil it, it. i want to watch. yeah it.
1: it was one of like it's one of viola davis's breakout it was her breakout film role in, mm-hmm. in, in, in terms of getting larger films uh and it's uh and and like she was like her scene is only like eight minutes but she was nominated for best supporting actress for that for
0: i gotta check that uh, out.
1: it's it's called doubt the The play is called
0: doubt a parable but the mm-hmm. film's called doubt and it's so good so um my three are um i probably gave it away no country for old men okay. um the, uh, probably uh, or the dark knight rises. Uh, the dark knight uh, by christopher nolan mm-hmm. uh no country for old men by the, the coen brothers and then probably either stalker or the mirror by tarkovsky and the mirror is the first one I saw of him is and I hated it the first time mm. now I love it um because I get what he was trying to do yeah um and I love that uh, uh and I love what he because I watch I re-watch his movies if I was on an island I would just watch Tarkovsky movies. if I had right. one movie or one director I could watch Tarkovsky all the way because I watch his movies I can watch them and have a different experience each time mm-hmm. can't feel that way with any movie yeah. except for his I feel because right. because you you you're it feels like you're viewing life the way he made his movie movies it's, so I mentioned this to death on the podcast. Um <laughs> but the other ones are probably just because and these are picks because they're they're the things that influenced me the most. Um over the years uh The Dark Knight um it's hugely influenced the way I, I want you know I want my movies to feel like they're constantly building to something. But mm-hmm. I, of course I want it to feel real. I don't want to mm-hmm. feel make it feel contrived uh, I don't want to make it feel like people are losing me like like uh, some people will, you know watch Nolan films and they're like I, I feel like you know it was going somewhere but I didn't I just I got I got lost halfway you know right. or you know I I wasn't following along all, all the time but you know I, I mean I, I think when you rewatch his movies you get what he was trying to do and and um especially like Tenet it came out recently I, I I actually feel like that was one of my favorite movies of his because I've watched it 5 times
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it the, like I feel like I get it more each time um it's such a it was such an interesting pro- film but the first time i saw it, i was like hmm. like I'm, I'm like i wasn't able to follow so many things because it's like it, you you have to see it to, yeah. to understand what i'm saying even quentin tarantino was like i'm gonna have to see it again that was right. his review <laughs> yeah and it, and it accurately sums up the movie yeah um but it's great um a great soundtrack as well um but but i love nolan movies because it's like they they just build and they they feel each like they just feel like such a complex network of 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 things working cohesively mm-hmm. um and especially like the dark knight like that and th- not only that that was such a relaxed set to work on and they had the script all figured out everything was really really the planning was really well done before the movie got started in production and on set like the guy who played gamble the guy who got his like they like, had joker put the the knife in his mouth um He said, "Working with Heath Ledger, like it's a it's a myth. This idea that he was killed by that role, right? Because he was joking around, doing magic tricks with everybody. And Heath Ledger asked him, like, like, what do you think I'm doing? What what do you think about my performance in this scene? Mm -hmm. Like, 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 what do you think about that take I just did? He was asking this guy who's like like a small role in the film, but you know, important. It's like, what do you think? Yeah. As as like a almost like he's Nolan himself. Mm -hmm. Even Nolan was like like he he asked Nolan." who's got a million things on his mind. They're making a multi-million dollar movie. Like he's got hundreds of people working under him at every moment. And he goes up to him. He's like, uh, do you think uh, I should have a British accent for this character? Would it make sense if he's British and he's in America? He's like, yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. No one would ask that. Yeah. And I, I've heard people say, well, you know, you have to, you know, create stress in the audition mm-hmm. so that the actor's ready for stress on the set. fuck that no yeah because if you are a director and you have control over your set make it a set which which is you know you know uh inviting and 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 lower stress than it has to be if the sun's setting and and you know you have to be blunt with people yeah that happens um but do your best to make it a set people want to be on right because if you do it'll pay off big time. Mm-hmm. Even if even if you're not the I mean I'm the person who wants to be nice to people or kind, I don't want to be a dick. But if you even if you are a dick and you 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 know you think it's, you know, okay to be, you know, a step on people, mm-hmm. you know, on purpose and have fun with it. It's like, well, you can make a better movie. Yeah. If you if you make it a set people want to be on. Right. So if it's if you're a selfish person, it's like, well, there's a selfish reason to do it. Right. Um I'm kind of I'm <laughs> rationalizing for selfish people. Yeah. But no um uh and then uh no country for old men that the way they use silence and no there's no music in the movie except for like i think the credits or something and i watched that movie as a kid a lot like i was in elementary school like second grade or first grade i was seeing it on tv all the time probably too young to be watching it but i was Mm -hmm. like that had an influence on me i and that breaking bad i didn't know what was going on or any in any of them at the time i was too young and i i just saw things kind of like fragmented but I knew instinctively, from watching them, I was like, "This is what a this is what makes this is what a cool person likes to watch. Right. This is what a cool movie is." Yeah, you know, yeah. something where it's dialogue, you know, driven, and it's just or it's just you know, it's about moments and these characters, and it's just you. They're doing things that's it's like, what, what? Why are they doing this? Why is he cutting his pants open? Oh, he's trying to clean out a bullet wound or something. You know, it's like, it's like, and and then, or why is he moving that briefcase in the? in the thing or why, why has he got this beeper? Like, like, like all these things, like the scene where he's moved, he puts the briefcase like, like, like deep in the, in the the air vent, you know, you're like, why is he doing that? Or, 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 you know, it's like, oh, and why did that work? Or moving to like, because he, there's a tracker in it and the guy's tracking him mm. and it's just, and it, but it's all played out through action. And uh, I think my world war two film is very to Be inspired by that in a sense of, you know, I want, I want, I want, I think I might not do any music for that film. I might. I I don't know. Because Rusty Spade won it without music. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some musical keys at certain, certain times because something felt sluggish. But if I can get away without music, with music, you're telling the audience what's the, what to feel and think. Or you're giving right. away your intentions as a filmmaker. Tarkovsky doesn't use music. Um, and, I th- and the reason why is it allows the audience to come to their own conclusion. Mm-hmm. Rusty Spade, one of the things I like about that was... I didn't put music in because you're like, what's going on? Yeah. I want you to think that. Yeah. You're thinking that constantly throughout that, that short film. And it's a, it's a film where you can, that, where, where that you can take, like, like, like you can just take that to the nth degree because it's like, what the fuck is going in that movie? It's based on philosophical or like, like they're, they're, they're the characters are symbols. They're based on psychological Uh, parts of the brain like they're not it's not it it, all of it is super experimental it's not you know it's for you to infer and there's an emotional story to it um but uh so those are the three for me i think and tarkovsky because i mentioned a million reasons but um i I think but they all like influenced me at some point in my Mm -hmm. life to become a better filmmaker now, um, in my top ten somewhere is probably Transformers by Michael Bay because that's that's that was the movie that came out when I started wanting to make movies, and okay. I think it's probably <laughs> <laughs> that initially I don't like admitting it, but sure, I think it's funny that uh you know that that was what initially got me. So I do have a, a I do have a liking of 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 some you know blockbusters. I don't sneer right. at blockbusters or any of that. Yeah. I mean I do, but I I I can watch them like right. to a degree if, if they're crap and it's like i can't watch this like it's just so bad like, like i it's making me a worse filmmaker for watching it i'm like all right i gotta turn it off but yeah like uh um but i don't know i like that movie um uh so do you ever watch any old art house or foreign films like criterion channel like i mentioned yeah, um, I, gotta, I gotta get i've tried to get i try to get people into that
1: um I well i i I do watch some foreign films. I wish I had the patience to watch more of it um, because they're actually are, are very uh, the ones that I've seen are actually very good. Um, I, I enjoy watching it even though even though they're not speaking in English, there's subtitles in English and I realize by the end of the movie, even though I heard a language that I don't even understand, you almost don't even realize that you're, you're reading the subtitles as you know as everything's unfolding. Um, there is a uh, the last film that I actually sat down and had the patience to just sit down and, and watch it, and it, w- it was a German film. The English title is called Free Fall. I'm never going to try to pronounce it in German, but the English title of it was called Free Fall, and it was and it was uh, uh, the uh, the um, I think the tagline was it was like Germany's answer to Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> something something, and, and, it, and it was and it was a similar tale sort of but it, it was sort of a similar tale but it was it was it involves in like it was more it was way more independent it was way more gritty and it and, and involves this kind of like this like this sort of like police department kind of uh these characters in like this in like this police department it was it was it was actually um uh wonderfully made uh and, and the entire the entire films and and i and i watched it it was on netflix at the time and it was um and, I, and actually, I really enjoyed it. It's all in German. And uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. But, uh, but
0: yeah, side note, um, I have to I have to go soon. Okay, okay yeah, I think yeah, we're yeah. Running um, but, one. Uh, so real quick about uh, I want to ask one more question yes. from earlier. And then yes. uh, then we'll close. Got it. We'll ask closing questions. Um, uh, how do you build your brand or your grow your audience on social media or anything
1: honestly I'm still trying to figure that out yeah
0: I'm um, still, yeah me, uh,
1: i am i've watched so many so many different uh uh, uh, uh i've tried so many different techniques or, or 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 listened to so many people's um uh ideas and 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 i don't know i try i i tried to uh in, in the meantime i tried to uh, interact with as many people as I can, whether it be to follow them or to or to give them a like or to comment on like a picture, like oh that's a really great photo, or especially if it's like if it's an actor or cinematographer, I try to say you know that's a really great shot, whatnot. And so I try to uh, remain remain a presence on 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 social media, like posting once a day or one, every other day. I, I try to do that, but like I get lost in all the different theories. I
0: hear and, uh... that you that what well, seems like a good theory is is uh that screen just the battery died don't worry we're, we're still good no, we're still rolling um what i hear is interacting with people one on one is the best way mm-hmm. to build your brand um i'm an introvert i fucking hate that yeah <laughs> it's hard i mean yeah. i like people but it's like I, I i do better with talking to people i i have a repertoire with sure. like for yourself um and i feel like for me it's like i just want to make films and podcasts and all this stuff and And then for people to see it and like it and, and, and if, if they like it, great, you know, and then that it'll, they'll spread it or what it'll, it'll, it'll grow through the algorithm or something. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of open to other things. I got to figure it out. Um, but, uh, so real quick, um, I'm going to ask a final question and then some, I I want to experiment with some deep rapid fire questions. They'll be very quick. Um, but before we get to that real quick, anything we didn't touch on that you'd like to, I think we got everything. Yeah. Every, we covered everything. I, I, planned on to yeah it. um the only thing i didn't was you you know your recent project you worked on but uh, i think we touched on it a little bit um we'll get you want to go to the last question or, or or talk about monster or um uh, what? we'll do we'll do last question sure um what matters most to you
1: what matters most to me is trying to be trying to be and trying to present something in the most authentic way as possible. Uh and and to be gen- genuine about it. So whether that whether that reflects itself in my work or whatnot, I, I try to always uh 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 I always try to be the most authentic and genuine person that I can be. I don't really have time for bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even pretending to be nice i'd rather just tell you i hate you to your face rather than like uh ah. uh but like you know i i try to i try to be uh uh the yeah i i try to have i try to have my work uh, be, uh, ha- display some type of uh, clear message whether that message is in the storyline or that message is kind of layered underneath there i try to i try to have, have there to be some type of
0: authenticity in, in what i do now, the deep rapid fire questions. Okay. Who are you and what is your value to others in the world? Uh, uh, <laughs> who, uh who am this, I? This is a new uh, thing. Like, <laughs> I'm trying.
1: Who am I? So I guess, uh, I guess I am, I am a, a can that be a couple of things? Yeah, I, go for I, it. Go for I am, I, it. What is I, fastest? I mean, <laughs> I, I am a, 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 good friend. I am a, I am a great worker. I am, uh, incredibly thorough. Uh, I am, uh,
0: what's the other part of the question? Uh, your value to others in the world, my value to others in the world. Oh God. Uh, I mean, I think it's the same thing. It's yeah, like, what, who are you? Yeah. It's uh, like, what I, is your value? You provide the world. Uh, my value is you get to see me. No, uh, uh, uh I don't know. <laughs> That's, uh, a value. That's a value. Yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the other question, the next question, uh, and then this, and then there's one more and then, yes. uh, so your purpose in life.
1: My I would like for my purpose in life to be is to provide other people with with an escape, like through through my works. Whether whether that means is is you know, they 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 like to, you know, watch my movies or whatnot and 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 escape from reality for a bit and, and and hopefully enjoy my work and 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 then maybe take something from that. Whether it be like you know, it it, uh, uh, it triggers them to be like, oh, you know, I want to maybe write something, or oh, maybe there is a, a a a situation between those characters in that movie that that I really relate to, and maybe I need to speak to my friend about that because I relate to that somehow, or whatnot. But um,
0: uh, but yeah, yeah, the escape thing is, it's it's like you're really you're allowing you're you're giving the person you're you're releasing them of the burden of consciousness mm-hmm. for a moment. Yeah, in their life, which is a noble cause. Yeah, um, David Mamet actually worded it that way. Um, and then the last deep rapid fire question: the legacy you'd like to leave behind, or your destiny when you're done here.
1: All right. So I for the, for the um, I remember years years ago I uh, I had I had thought about a a a question like that and. I my and my response at that time was I, I really wanted to uh, people to know that I was here
2: mm-hmm.
1: that that I had existed and that I was you know uh and and I was on this planet to to create or 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 do something that 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 I really liked and I wanted to leave and and so if I were to die someday which I will. I wanted to, I want people, I wanted people, I want, I wanted to leave behind uh, um, a a a yearbook of memories of that. Like I was here, I had, um, I was here and I uh, existed and I had, I mattered. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I don't know if I still feel the same way, but I remember uh, years ago, I was thinking that, and I wanted to kind of like, like I, I was obsessed with the idea that I wanted people to know that I was that, you know, you know, centuries from now that you know i I, a kid a record of your existence yes
0: and something people can value for yeah for a value from it um how can people follow or reach you or like social media i'll I'll list it on the screen yeah the the uh the
1: the best way right now is 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 it's probably instagram which is at kevin Ostra. um that's all one word um I have so you can that's probably what's most updated. I also have a website it's www.kevinostra.com. Um, uh, those are probably the the, the the two ways and if you go to my website there is there is if you need to contact me you can actually contact me through my website there's a, there's a way to do that. Um, but those are probably the best two ways to get to,
0: to, to reach me yeah. yeah reach out to him. cast yes. this motherfucker please <laughs> please <laughs> uh, Kevin. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This Thank a, you. This was a a blast. Thank I, you. I got to ask you. I mean, I apologize for it going longer than I said it would. Yes. Um. But oh. I mean, I think. Uh. I mean. Yeah. I I think. I mean, we covered everything. Yes. I mean. And I think. Uh, that was. Uh. I mean. Yeah. That was. That was fun. Uh, yes. No. I had fun. So. Uh, thank you so much for 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 coming on my man. Yes. Uh, is there anything else any parting advice or anything else? No, uh, I think I, I think I, we covered I, it. In. Not at all. No. All right, my no, man. Thank uh, you. Thank you guys for listening and yes, uh, thank you. Thanks my man. Yes, He's thank pounded. you.
1: I appreciate it.
0: That's uh, that's Tom Profit Take 11 with Kevin Ostra and that's uh and cut. That's a wrap. <laughs> all right thanks for listening or watching hope you enjoyed this podcast for notes and links to things mentioned on the show my films the video version of the podcast or select the clips from each episode go to profitableproductions.com backslash podcast profitable is spelled like my name with two f's, two t's also for updates on future episodes follow me on instagram at tom take and at profitable productions thanks again catch you on the next take